What is happening guys? Dave here from Metal Epidemic and welcome to another Metal Epidemic podcast. Hope everyone's doing well. Um, joining me on the podcast, my main man, Duncan. How are you doing, sir? I am doing very well, Dave. We are so tantalisingly close to a post-lockdown world. We are so close, but people keep fucking it in the ass. <laughs> I swear to God, I, I feel like we're just... This is like some sort of fucked up Groundhog Day where every time we do one of these, I'm like, the stats say things are going down. Yeah, I mean, things things are looking bright. Maybe we'll be able to enter the normal world soon. And then in between there, like, it's almost like a jinx it because like a week later, a couple of cunts get into a bar... They drink too much, they don't get tested, no one's tracking and tracing, and then whole cities are closed. Well done, arseholes. Well yep. fucking done. I, I mean, you can get a carry-out and bring it home. I mean, True. who wants to be in a pub? You overpay. You have to listen to people talk shit. I mean, <laughs> just put on a podcast and drink. That's the same thing. It's the yep. same thing, Dave. That's Aberdeen, though, man. You know. Yeah. I also think, like, could you imagine if Cheers was set in Aberdeen? <laughs> be the most depressing fucking show ever it'd be like at least 95% less Ted dancing and 100% more sheep shagging <laughs> hi-o um, apologies to any Aberdonians that are I apologise for nothing <laughs> <laughs> they know what they've done they do know what they've done they do know um, yeah we're getting there we're getting there we're close I noticed the uh Scottish cinemas are, have announced, a, or well, Cineworld have announced a, a, an opening date for the end of August. Yep, cannot wait um, to go back to, you know, an encapsuled room of death <laughs> <laughs> to watch something that if I wait three months, I can see anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that I've went off the cinematic experience, you know me, I love a good cinema, yep. uh, but I did recently install a 75-inch telly in my room and I'm now just thinking to myself, is it worth even leaving the house now? Probably not, to be honest. Nah, fuck it. No, uh, no I, I'm looking forward to a little sexy cinema visit But I'll tell you right now It won't be day one when the cinema's open no. Giving it at least a fucking month to calm down Yeah, I know And it's unfortunate as well Because that um, Tenet comes out I think it's the is it the 26th of August or something like that Yeah, we'll wait and um, see about that I'm still not convinced <laughs> I do I do quite fancy it I do quite fancy it So do I I'll still be playing a month into it, Dave Because oh, no one else is releasing fucking anything So <laughs> that'll be no. in the cinema for a year <laughs> so you know, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Um yeah, so what have we got coming up on the show for you today? Well Dave, what have all, we got co- well let me ask that then. Well, you shouldn't ask yourself questions. Actually, actually before before I even get before oh, I even get to that. How dare you? I just want to say so thank thank you to the internet for not giving us any hate on our Gary review. Uh, not not one, not no. one single bad comment. No, like I'm going to put you in a human-sized deep fat fryer. There was none of that this time. It's the first black metal album that we've reviewed and we've had. Oh right. No- oh sorry. I thought I th- what I thought we were about to say here is that we'd pronounced it wrong. Oh, no, no, <laughs> actually, actually Garia. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. I've no idea. Um, but no, no, that that review went up, and there was no hate. I mean, we, we gave it a positive review, so yeah, yeah, that probably helps. But yeah, there was no abuse, nothing. It was uh, easily one of the best black metal albums I've heard in a long fucking time. So absolutely, yeah. absolutely. See, if you just produce things all right and don't make it sound shite intentionally, mm-hmm. like chances are you will get a an above two point five to three star <laughs> grade from myself. 
Yep. That's all I'm saying. That's all you have to do is put a little bit of effort in the production. I want to hear what you're playing. You look like your hand's moving very fast on that fretboard. I just want to hear the notes. Is that too much to ask, Dave? No, 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 it's not, Duncan. No, no thank it's you. Not. Um, yeah, we've been firing up some reviews on our YouTube channel, left, right, and centre. Like been fucking fire, Dave. Constant, constant. Um, and uh, thanks for you guys for for checking out the videos. Um, a big jump in the subscribers recently, so thank you very much for that. Um, we've we've also got that been... many that I've forgotten which ones we'd reviewed. Like know, you dropped that, and I was like, "That I thought we were doing that on a podcast." <laughs> and then I like, clicked in. I was like, "Oh no, 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 that's right, that's right. Mm-hmm. I did do that." Yep. So yep. yeah, we've uh, <laughs> we've also started doing some uh, reaction videos. Yes, because we are not jumping on any fucking bandwagon. First not podcasters late to the party there for that one, Dave, and then oh. YouTube videos late to the party with that one as well. <laughs> yep. Um, I like to I like to think that what we do is we wait for everyone else to make all the money on it, mm-hmm. and then you know there's no money left, and then we think it's a sure thing, and that's when we get yep. involved. <laughs> Don't do this with money, Dave. No, that's the right. Lulls. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, the uh, the the old subscriber count started to to creep up. Um, the reaction videos seem to be going down quite well. People seem to be quite liking them. Yeah. Um, we uh, we did ha- we did do one for uh, the new Gojira single. We did, and that like that was Just one recently. of those. Yeah, to put people in the picture, we mentioned this. Everyone should go and check out the reaction videos on the old uh, the old YouTube page. Trust yep. me, they are worth their weight in gold. They're they're very fun. We're still working out the kinks. Once yep. it's done, everything is going to be great. But. <laughs> Like my world now is that if any band dares, any band that I'm interested in dares release a music video, I have to get clearance with Dave before I fucking watch it because Dave's Dave's gut reaction is reaction video, Duncan. Yep. Um, it's all I think about now. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, like you will never know the willpower. The willpower not to watch a brand new Gojira single is akin to pulling out just as you're about to ejaculate like everything every fiber of your being says one more thrust uh and dave's like reaction you know what i mean <laughs> so yeah that can go two ways though because i was super hyped to listen to gojira and i'd held off all day long and i was so desperate to hear it mm-hmm. and then it was like the biggest anticlimax of my life yeah well i suppose we should get into this because like people can go and hear our instant reaction on the reaction video because that's what that is believe yeah. it or not listeners a reaction video is an instant reaction mm-hmm. um, but it has now sat with us for a week it's been a week since it was released um mm-hmm. to when we're recording this just now so just over a week and a couple of days uh, when this podcast actually drops and i've listened to it a fair few times since have you uh, i've listened to it a few more times yeah yeah so i just wanted like it might be interesting to see because we've obviously ranked recently all our gojiro uh, albums all our picks and made the bold statement that gojiro have actually never released a bad album we made yep. that bold statement um and you recently cut that bit out and put it on youtube for the yeah. YouTube peeps over there to, to check that out so I didn't have to listen to an entire podcast of me doing what I'm doing right now which is stalling for time literally stalling for time um, but yeah it might be worthwhile because it's safe to say I liked it more than you you did yeah and I said to you just before we started recording that I've listened to it a few more times and I have gone from thinking it's really decent and it'll be interesting to hear its placement on the album to mm. actually think it's really, really, really good. I, I think 
like conceptually, lyrically, uh, musically, maybe not so much by Gojira standards, but I think it follows uh, an interesting escalation of building layers. And as anyone out there knows, my favourite band is Nine Inch Nails, and Nine Inch Nails will use repetitive uses of the same motif but build layers over the top of it. It's an industrial technique, essentially. So, weirdly, they've used a kind of atmospheric, kind of, almost kind of post-death metal-y prog fucking layering to this um, track and added a concept around it. And the longer it stopped me, specifically with the music video, um, the more I I think it's actually a really interesting first single. And I'm not using that interesting thing where, you know, like someone says, oh, I've got this new haircut. It's like I've shaved half the side of my head and bleached the rest jobby brown. Uh, <laughs> what do you think? And you go, oh, that's interesting. Uh, you know what I mean? I actually think it's, as Gojira goes, I think Gojira can sometimes paint themselves, and I like how they paint themselves, in to uh, a position of just being a fucking brutal masters of the old uh, crushing riff uh, and tight interest in percussion. And this track doesn't really have much of that at all. Mm. It has a kind of cool riff, but that riff essentially plays the entire track. Yeah. Um, and it builds to a point where you expect the here comes Gajira and it doesn't do it. Uh, mm. If anything, it kind of inverts back on itself, implodes, so to speak. Mm. Um, I really like that because it subverted my expectations, but the longer I've listened to it, the more I think shoving like a big massive crushing bit at the end of the track, whether you want it or not, I think ruins everything that's done before. Now, you could argue that the song should be better written than to accommodate that, but my opinion is that the song is actually pretty perfect as it is. It's not the best Gojira song by any stretch of the imagination, but as a teaser to a return, I, for the first time ever, am genuinely curious to hear what the new Gojira album sounds like, where I'll be honest with you, the last two or three albums, and they've maybe proved me a little bit wrong here or there for the most part, I've kind of known what it's going to sound like. You know what I mean? I know what the riffs are going to sound like. Yeah, occasionally they, they, they blindside you with a little a new technique that they have, very much like a martial arts student that has learned to block using his weak arm. You know what I mean? Like They, like they throw a curveball out there. But for the most part, I know what Gojira sounds like, and I kind of know what the songs are going to be like. Um, this is the first time where I'm like that. Is is Gojira going down the road of a, like a clone sound? You know how Clone released that album, which was kind of like really, really kind of Gojira meets Alice in Chains, and now recently they've went down a, a kind of more melodic acoustical sort of vibe, which I love. I think it, it really accommodates their sound and works well with them. But the the idea that Gojira might not release the heaviest album this year and might go in a different direction. Whether it works or not, I think is bold for a band that are, we said it before, maybe arguably the biggest metal band uh, underneath, or maybe just above, I don't know. how We we, mm. we quantify them with, with Lamb of God, they're up there uh, in terms of modern ones. Now, I get the feeling from your general disposition and a couple of sighs while I've been talking, Dave, that hmm. your position hasn't changed much. Uh, no, it hasn't really. Um <laughs> See, I don't know that I, I thought Mag Magma isn't their heaviest album, and it, it wasn't yep. heavier than the previous album either. Nope. Um, but I would I, what I would say about Magma is it did sound different. It didn't sound like you know a typical Gajira album either. Um, mm-hmm. With this though, 
I felt this was a very safe song to put out for Gojira. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't feel there was anything different about it. It was very, as you said, the, the riff is very repetitive. Oh, it's um, the whole song. It's the, it's pretty much the whole song. There's very, very little. There's an interlude section, but the interlude section is, um, it's like a theme upon that motif. It's still yep. basically all within the same note range. It's all, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't like do it. There's no modulation or, uh, there's no big change at all. Mm. It just continues on at its pace for yeah. its entirety. And there was just, there was obviously no money shot in it either, which clearly disappointed me. But um, I, I seem to be in the minority, to be honest. Um, I've watched other um, reaction videos to the track and the majority of people seem to really like it. Um, for me, there was just nothing really that stood out about it. Mm. Um, and there was someone commented uh, on our on our video, uh, Mr. Paul Kearney, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> oh, not Kearney. And he, his, his opinion was that if that wasn't Gojira that I was listening to, then he reckons I would have liked it. Oh, I don't know if that's true. Like, known you as long as I've known you, I think... I don't think that... I I can see where you're coming from with the safe sound, mm-hmm. right? I, I, can, I can see what you're saying. And also, I, I agree to an extent on Magma, but there's a whole section of Magma which sounds... Like the, all the singles that got released from that album are paint by numbers modern Gojira. Like the riffs, like I mean, I mean they're they're a bit slower, maybe a bit more groove laden, but they're all the same techniques. It's just they're they're accommodating them slightly different. Um, and as a whole, we said it. The, the the album that everyone seems to jizz themselves incorrectly about uh, was that Lafon Sauvage. Um, mm-hmm. Which to me was just a like was almost the opposite of what we just heard on this track, where it was like let's just like make everything just fucking heavy as fuck, and let's just not really judge like we did on from Mars to to Sirius about where the heavy sections should be and how we should accommodate quieter sections or whatever. It was just like let's just make a a really fucking heavy album, mm-hmm. and as a result, the the the. The elasticity that they have in their range and the dynamics that they employ were kind of fucked for me. It's why I don't really listen to it much. There's a couple of really good songs on it. Mm. But I think just generally, that to me is a safe album. Like a really, really, really safe album. That mm. uh, To me, I, granted, it's still like infinitely better than most of what I listen to. Uh, mm. But it's still a really safe album. Whereas... Like to me, that the idea of them not doing that format and not going in that direction, even if it is musically not the most ambidextrous, you know what I mean? Maybe mm. not even the most challenging. Yeah, that to me, that that's got me excited in the same way that when we listened to that very first Lamb of God teaser track that they released, which his name now escapes me. And we were like, well, that just sounds like every, <laughs> just sounds like the safest Lama God song ever. And then yeah. in the context of the album though, weird, and it's an album that does sound weirdly, very safely Lama God. But yeah. if anything, the placements of that track and a couple of the singles were in positions that when other tracks came in, the ones that we, we raved about on the album were the ones that were the, like the kind of newer updated version of the sound that to me I think if this is and once again the band have not teased 
anything out with this track. They've not said, here comes a new album, this is a street date or anything. This is just an album. Uh, this is a single with a track, you know, a video. Um, with very little story. I don't know if this has been recorded during lockdown and this has been mm-hmm. like a little project to be one. None of that shit is out there. There's very little information. But to me, if this is a like a middle kind of middle of the album kind of builder into like a second like think suicide notes part one and two mm-hmm. if this like builds into like a second kind of another world uh, mm-hmm. another another world um so to speak and that's like fucking the exact opposite you know it's like crushingly heavy that plays on those motifs that to me might be really worth something but mm-hmm. it's all speculation. I don't, like. I could tell at the end that you are bored. <laughs> so for Paul yeah. Kearney to say that, having seen your reaction face, um, I don't think that's the case at all. I might be wrong. I might be overstepping the mark. But I don't think there was anything there that screamed to me, uh, Davey would like this if it was under a different name. No. No, but I had the same opinion. Um, but as you say, I'm I'm totally in agreement. If this is like a kind of breather, kind of break up an album oh. type track, then... That's fine. I can live with that. Um, Weird to I, release it as a single, though. Yeah, it is. Very much so. Yeah, For me, anyway, yeah. Um, I mean, I'd, I'm just saying, Gojira, if you're listening to this <laughs> and you've not written an album yet, Suicide Note Part 1 and 2, this motherfucker, <laughs> right? And you get Davey back on board. That's all I'm saying. Like, don't call it Another Another World, though, because that's a shit name. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, don't, don't do that. That was a bad idea. But the no. other idea, fucking solid gold. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, check out the rest of the reactions. We've just put up another couple since the Gojira um, reaction, and there'll be more going up very yeah, soon. Cult so of Lilith, eye. by the way, for the fucking win, <laughs> I've played that song about a hundred times. So there is a Dave, if that album, if that album is just that, uh. then that will be in my top 10 for the year. I mm. shit you fucking not. It's yep. fucking the tits, man. I've still not yeah. listened to the other track because I don't want it spoiled. <laughs> I haven't either actually yeah fuck it Dave um, we'll do it live it. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah coming up on uh, this episode of the podcast we've got music to play for you we've got album reviews for you um, we've got a little kind of challenge almost that we set ourselves yeah and we want you to set yourself the same challenge and we also will say this is what lockdown has forced us to do <laughs> <laughs> this is the point in our life we're actually at where it's just pure imagination <laughs> yes yeah uh so look forward to that coming up in the podcast um kind of kind of links into to this little challenge that we've set, set ourselves but um i wanted to just mention this at the start before we get uh playing some music um the down live stream oh shit can we just talk about that for a second because yeah. oh. They've been teasing shit on like every page, like the down page, the Pantera page, the Super Joint Ritual page. There's been videos popping up sharing fucking, fucking Phil Anselmo and. This is why Phil Car- Anselmo has about seventy five projects, so he can market sense. the shit out of a yeah. down reunion. Totally does. Um, so yeah, twenty fifth anniversary of Down's uh, Nola Nola album, oh, which is maybe I mean. On every, any given day, Nola's in my top 20 metal albums oh, ever made. Amazing album. Um, and they've announced that they're going to do an, a live stream of that album with uh, Phil, Pepper Keenan, 
Kurt Weinstein, uh, Jimmy Bauer, and Pat Bruders uh, performing it in its entirety uh, live How's online. How's film going to hit the notes? How's oh, film no. going to hit the going to be like, Stormcrow! <laughs> Did you, you hear him when he's talking on those videos, man? It's ridiculous. He is so deep now, which, oh, by the man. way, we are like, what, about a month away from that um, N minor album, which mm. I can't fucking wait to finally discuss. Not that we've mm-hmm. been embargoed, it just felt rude to be discussing an album which wasn't released until September and we had yeah. it in fucking June. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just felt a bit rude. But yeah, um, yeah like, his vocals are now of that kind of cadence and range that they only really suit fucking growly dodge. Um, mm. So the idea of him trying to recapture 1994 Phil Anselmo vocal style is, you know, <laughs> a, a lot of time has gone and his voice is now 17 octaves lower. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's, he's at two steps away. His tone now is two steps away from a dump truck driving over gravel. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait, man. It's um, it's called the Quarter Century Throwdown. Oh yes, um, <laughs> that's and... the greatest name ever. <laughs> no, everything. Um, I've said it's going to be high production, uh, multi-camera event. It's taking place on August 29th at uh, six p.m. Eastern time, and um, I've said it's going to be a one-of-a-kind kind of virtual concert experience. Um, and I think they're, they're rebroadcasting it on the thirtieth as well. Um, Looking at the website, it looks like nine dollars for a for a ticket. That's for like a... fucking nothing. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I'm I'm tempted. I really am tempted. Oh, I'm doing it. One hundred percent doing it. One six p.m. Six p.m. Eastern time would be what, 11, five hours. Yeah, it's eleven. Uh, it would be eleven p.m. UK time. Oh, but I mean, the man. album runs forty five minutes, so yeah, you'd be in bed before that... midnight. Yeah, it's like a Saturday night. Aye. We'll get a couple yeah. of well, you won't be, but I'll get a couple of <laughs> couple of briskies in there. You can get some non-alcoholic briskies in there, Dave. <laughs> or we could we could zoom like a zoom calls about forty five minutes. Let's just zoom each other. We could and fucking just film a reaction on it, Dave. Oh, <laughs> what reaction? The fucking, what the fucking shit? Also, quarter, what was it? Quarter of a century? Uh, quarter of a century throwdown. Yeah, quarter century throwdown. Yeah, is is also uh, a euphemism for what it feels like and what it looks like when you have been edging yourself for 25 years and you finally <laughs> nut. <laughs> seen that scene in The Shining where the elevator doors open and it's just uh. that tsunami of blood. It's just that but like rank 25-year-old jizz. <laughs> nice. You can have that, listener. You can have <laughs> Oh, the imagery. Um <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, that that I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. That sounds fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a band I've never seen before. So you've seen them, have I? You saw them with me, did I? Oh, for fuck's sake! Yes, when? you've seen down with me at the O2 Academy. How have you forgotten this? Really? Yes. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> you saw? Oh, for fuck's sake, Dave! You saw them on the back of Down Three. This is Machine Head all over again. Yeah, me um, and you. <laughs> <laughs> me and you went to see them. Shit. You better change your list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, we went to see them. Uh, I've seen Down twice live. 
Um, so, oh my god And you went to see them the first time with me And then the second time I went to see them I believe it was either Humphrey I went with Or with Corrine um, So <laughs> How have you forgotten that? I don't know I don't. So this will be the second time I've seen Down Yeah. Um, but I'm looking forward to it like it's the first time I've seen them <laughs> <laughs> Scramble, scramble, scramble Must change list <laughs> Yeah so yeah, A little spoiler there, there's something coming up on this podcast to do with live shows, a yeah, little to, challenge. Yeah, challenge to Dave's memory. The first <laughs> question, do you remember my name? What day is it? Who's the president of the United States? <laughs> oh, I failed already. Um, yeah, this is going to be interesting. Okay, so... Am I uh, going to have to like? Am I going to have to like adjudicate this list yeah. and say yes? You've seen this band. You let's, saw them uh, with me. Let's uh, let's play some music. <laughs> if I were playing some music, I'll rearrange my list. <laughs> okay, what's up first? So uh, we're going to get oiled up with a bit of thrash, mm. um, a bit of uh, a band called Plague Years, um, the kind of American crossover, um, kind of death meets thrash. Um, and this this track comes from uh, the brand new album. It's called Circle of Darkness. It's coming out on 18th of September. Um, and the track is called Incantation. I'm going to play it for you right now. And we'll be back right after this. <laughs>
There we go. A little bit of plague years to get us going. Um, as I said, uh, that's from their new album. Comes out on the 18th of September. The album is called Circle of Darkness. You can check out the band at facebook.com forward slash plague years DET. I don't know what the DET stands for, but that's where you'll find it. DET. I do not know. Do not know. But yeah, that album is actually produced by. Uh, Arthur Risk, or Risk, who we've um, spoke about um, on a couple of reviews, he, he produced the new Jabalba and he produced the new Chromags. Yeah, um, in response to his production style, people have said that it can be a little bit risky. Oh, dear, dear. What? What's that? <sighs> Moving on. Um... <laughs> He's got thin in this room. <laughs> So, um, all is good in the world. Um, I've sorted out my list for later on for a little challenge. Right, fuck. Um, <laughs> I have, in fact, seen down, according to Duncan, in 2008. 2008, April 8th, Carling Academy. Not the O2 Academy, because that's how long ago it was. Um, so, yes, everything, everything is right in the world. I've got a wee packet of Skittles here. Which <laughs> He's getting his sugar level up. Yeah. It's just a it's just a white packet of Skittles, and all the Skittles are white. And this is for Pride during Pride. Oh, they've inverted it. They flipped it and reversed it. Sip, yep, Missy, um, Missy G, you know what I mean? No, I see what you mean. Yeah, I see, I see what they've done with that. Yeah, although it's a little racist, they made them all white. Oh, Dave, let's not pull that thread on this recording, please. <laughs> We've only just started this show this year. Let's not get us cancelled. <laughs> only one rainbow matters. Nothing. Yes. Okay, moving on. Um, album recommendations. What have we been listening to over the last month or so? Yeah. Um, I think there's only one place we can start with this, Duncan. <laughs> yeah, because we like. I think we both. You know, if we were doing like rock, paper, scissors, acacia strain, we would have both pulled acacia strain <laughs> at the same time. And if you've never played that game before, you totally should. Like, Acacia Strain just crushes everything with its pure fucking brutalness. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's like a trump card. Well, this is true, yeah. Um, Acacia Strain have released a new album called Slow Decay. Oh, yes, they have. After teasing what? us for months oh. with just singles. <laughs> yeah, so th- this is basically, or technically, a series of EPs mm-hmm. that have been pinned together with a couple of extra tracks mm-hmm. basically, basically that's what it is yep. um, don't diminish but, it though oh, you're, no, you're, no. you're selling it short here Regardless. it's like amazing fucking acacia songs yeah. strung together yeah. with a couple of fillers that are by the way amazing acacia strain songs yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah regardless of the process that got us here yes let's just take a minute to celebrate the magnificent magnificent i can't what yeah that's <laughs> what? how heavy what? it fucking is dave has had a stroke skills, man. audibly <laughs> Like there's no colour, there's nothing to get you high. Cocaine. Um <laughs> Yeah. This new album from the Acacia Strain. Yeah. Is the best thing they've released in a long time. It's their best and thing it, since Wormwood, in my opinion. Yeah. And I love the Acacia Strain. Mm-hmm. They don't generally put out bad releases. Mm-mm. Even their average releases are better than most. Mm-hmm. Um But as you say, I haven't really been salivating over an album of theirs since Wormwood. Yeah, Wormwood, by the way, if if that's an album that you've never checked out before or you've not went back to in a while, 
Oh dear God, go back to it. Um, mm. I, I listened to in anticipation of this release this year for the first time in about four years. And it's interesting how you just remember all the lyrics straight away and all <laughs> exactly the points where the massive crushing riff is going to come in, like just yeah. instinctively. Because uh, I, I played that album a fucking death. But that album sounds as relevant and as modern. There's a timeless quality about it. Like, there's yeah. still bands trying to sound like that album now, which is really mm. interesting. And that's where Slow yeah. Decay becomes, like, a really... a really Because they've obviously just continued to grow as a band, so they don't yeah. necessarily sound at all like what they did on Wormwood. There are, there's certainly no. flavours and shades there. But I would argue the change has been good. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Slow Decay is legit fucking brilliant. Mm. Yeah, it just... Uh... They did. They put out a, a release at the very end of last year, mm-hmm. um, and it was quite a kind of strange release from Acacia Strain. It was quite a, a dark sounding album, um, and not necessarily. Uh, it didn't really sound like you know previous Acacia Strain albums. Um, but then the EPs they started to put out um, were kind of a mix of this kind of kind of bleak, kind of rawness, and their kind of old kind of heaviness that they've been um, used to putting out. Uh, and this album has just completely like rekindled my love for the Casey strain. Um, I, and, and I liked uh, that uh, previous release to put out, what was it called again? It Comes in Waves, I want to call it. Was it It Comes in Waves? I think it was It Comes in Waves mm-hmm. um, in the last year. Um, but they're just, as you say, they're totally evolving. Um, and, and this follow-up is just unbelievably good. It's just a fucking beast of an album. Um, and it's amazing that like... I listened to the EPs as they came out, and I thought, yeah, they're they're pretty cool. They're pretty yeah. cool. Quite enjoyed it. But when you hear it together as an album, ah, oh, it just makes so much more sense. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah, it's, it's maybe, maybe my favourite release of July. Mm. I would I would agree, I think. I think. Yeah. I, I think. Although, I mean, what I want to see loud and proud on this, you know, episode here is chomping at its bit yeah, his heels right at the back is Folklore by Taylor Swift. Um, which I know you're rolling your eyes, don't roll Shut your eyes. The front door, um, totally not in the genre, so can't go into too much detail about it. But it's a really good album. <laughs> I don't know what's happening to me. I used to like her ironically, and now I'm actually this album's really fucking good. Yeah, um, that's what anyway. people say, Dave. <laughs> ooh, ooh, that's what people say. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, I'd say it's between Acacia Strain and Gary are probably the two albums that yeah. I was impressed with. Uh, impressed with the most. In yeah, July. we covered. We reviewed a few albums that were released during the month which are really fucking good like really 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 good and worth worth, like once again doing a bit of promotional um attention to uh, an album that is like will just make you feel good on yourself and life primal fear uh which we covered their metal commando uh release as exclusive youtube content for all y'all out there um, and it's fucking great it's, it it's, it's really really good it's an, it's an album I continually go back to yeah you know, I love every, it every couple of days I go back and I listen to it again and that has continued on like post review I'm still going back you know switching on it's just that very very fucking easy listen 
and it does make you just want to drink Jack Daniels and have like nasty unprotected sex. <laughs> just put um, it out there. You know, Paul Kearney didn't like it. Paul Kearney is proving that he doesn't know either one of us right now. <laughs> What's that not to like about this know. one? I have no idea. Fucking mister, there's only four fucking genres in metal that like Primal Fear are metal. <laughs> like there's like no ears, no graces at all. He's a weird one, that Kearney. He really is. I know. I know. What else you got for me, Dave? Um so my uh, next album that I've been listening the fuck out of um <laughs> is a band called uh, what is I'm gonna try and pronounce pronounce this correctly. This will be fun. I think it's Asiatus. I think <laughs> so many <Yeah>. jokes. Can't <laughs> <laughs> bite my hand. Oh. It's Please tell me that like, this is it's Haken Dave like bacon. Come on. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I, I could be completely wrong. So it's spelled A S E I T A S. Asiatus. Yeah. Yeah. Asiatus. Maybe I'll get that checked out. God. <laughs> oh, oh man, I'm never like honestly, I'm I'm close to bursting here. <laughs> definitely a cream for that. Like... Um... <laughs> yeah, I hope you enjoy their new album, Hemorrhoids. Uh, it's been released. <laughs> so many promotional opportunities for that band. Yeah, um... like in description of how many heavy riffs they have, um, the measurement is piles. Apparently. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man, too many. Oh. Anyway, um, Asiatus have a new album, um, <laughs> and you're thinking to yourself, "Who the fuck, Dave? Who are this Asiatus that you speak of?" <laughs> it sounds like you've just made up that name or mispronounced it. <laughs> it does it really does? If anyone from the band is listening, or any fans of the band are listening, please let me know if I pronounced that wrong. Yeah, please correct Dave because we're always I'm sure wrong. I have. I'm sure I have. Um. But what I will say is, the new album is called False Peace, and these guys are seriously underrated. Um, they're from Portland, Oregon, mm. and um, people should really be listening to this band right now. Um, they've just put out False Pieces, uh, nine tracks, it's 72 minutes long, so it's a bit, hef- a bit hefty in length, but oh my god, that's 72 minutes of greatness. Um, and surprisingly, at that running length, not a lot of filler on this album at all. Um, I'll try and conjure up what they sound like um imagine the kind of time bending rhythms of car bomb mm-hmm. meets the hardcore tones of cult leader Go on. a wee bit kind of deathy um resemblance of bare teeth maybe a wee bit ulcerate in there as well actually Jesus Christ. um it's yeah it's twisted as fuck it's very jagged, very disjointed, um, uh, kind of death metal. But at the same time, there's they've got this kind of hardcore streak that kind of gives it a groove, that kind of evens out the kind of chaos of it, and lets you just kind of bang your head. Um, the, the kind of also mentioned is probably more from a kind of atmospheric angle, um, which they can occasionally delve into, um, and it gives the album this whole other kind of side to think about. But a really impressive album, in my opinion, a band I'd never heard of. 
um, but one that I can see myself going back to quite a lot. Um, Asiatis, we think, <laughs> is the name of the band, and uh, False Peace is the name of the album. But yeah, check that one out. I really enjoyed it. You're just going out of your way just to like continually mention the name of that band now. Yeah, uh, that's what that's what I've realised really fast. <laughs> um, yeah, hey, let's continue on then. D- to be honest, a lot of what I listened to, we reviewed. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Um, because we did like by the way, we did a lot of reviewing out there. Um, so it's worth saying that um, Gary is probably one that I kind of wanted to touch back on again. Um, mostly because not because we didn't get hate mail because Dave has only just informed me about that. (laughs) Um, but I genuinely think it is a, a pretty fucking stunning, completely unashamedly relentless release um one of the like i mean to me it's a, a an interesting standard for a genre that i have a very passing interest in if i'm honest um i think it's great and uh, yeah. you can listen to me and dave gush over it uh, in hmm. quite hefty tones by jumping across to the youtube page but it is it's i imagine it's not a one and done. You're not listening to that album once and then be, you know, like, ah, I totally get everything that's happening. It's not that sort of release at all. But it just every every re-listen is just a a, a kind of soul destroying, um, but in the best possible way, uh, journey. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's pretty fucking awesome. So yeah. just wanted to mention that again. Yeah, and one that Paul Kearney did actually like. Oh, so Paul does like music now. Welcome back to the fold, Paul Kearney. He's getting a lot of mentions in this podcast. He is. Um, does he listen? He does. He does. Good, that's um, all right then. People that are listening there are thinking, who's this Paul Kearney guy that they keep mentioning? Um, Paul was a, a reviewer that um, wrote for Rock and Roll Reviews, which was our old website. We fired um, him because of his dodgy taste in music. Because <laughs> he only believes there's four genres of metal. Um, but uh, yeah, he's it, been on. he was on the podcast with us a while ago as well. He's a cool dude. Mm-hmm. Well, like Paul. Um, okay, what am I going to next? Um, the new Sharp Tooth album. Now you flagged this up to me. <sighs> Ooh, um, absolutely, one of the most exciting new hardcore bands going about right right now. Um, mm-hmm. This is their follow up to uh, Clever Girl, which they released in two thousand and seventeen, uh, which I was a big mm, fan of. Must be a reference to Jurassic Park. Oh, how so? Clever Girl. <laughs> must be. <laughs> That was creepy as fuck. <laughs> well, that's what he sounds like when he says it, and he gets mauled by a raptor. Spoiler alert. Yeah, but I got the eyes for you as well. It was like... <laughs> they didn't know, because it's not a reaction video, Dave. Well, by the way, should... we do reaction videos. You should check them out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but this new release, anyway, this here's a band, take it to the next level. Um, they sound... Like so much more confident on this album. Um, it's got much more of a kind of personality on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, they've not like abandoned what they were doing on um, Clever Girl, but they're definitely not afraid to take some more risks on this one musically um, and vocally and musically. They definitely push it towards a kind of darker territory at times. Um, still kind of stick to their their hardcore roots, but at the same time, they'll easily kind of slip into uh, like a bit of metalcore. Um, or like push it in a kind of punkier direction, kind of a la every time I die, or um, but whatever direction they go, um, with this one, it, it hits hard and it hits direct. And by the time you get to the end of the album, you're just like, give me some more. <laughs> I would uh, recommend it. Yeah, Sharp Tooth of the band, uh, the album is called Transitional Forms.
Nice. Um, um, I'm just going to once again retread over well-trodden ground. Um, end of the month, like last day, like just like Indiana Jones in it, right underneath the door and grabbing the hat to pull it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Between the Buried and Me re-released The Silent Circus. Oh, yeah. Hadn't listened to that album and fucking yoinks. No. Yoinks, Dave. <laughs> yoinks. Not he that fucking age. yoinks. Um, and uh, I, I was like that. You reissue. Why do you reissue this? Dear mm. between the buried and me, um, and yeah, like they're a band. We, like you were always far more into them than I was. Yeah, like you, like were like two steps away from soapy hand job material. You know, like yep, shower yep. room bukkake. And I'm um, still open to that. Yeah, <laughs> it's putting out there, ladies and gents. <laughs> um, and I was always like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I like sections of what they do, but like not whole albums. Um, but going back and checking out the reissue of Silent Circus, that is a really fucking great album. And I don't know if it's taken me time to to appreciate all of what they do, mm-hmm. or if it's just been the time that I've been away from listening to them to come back. I just now appreciate more of what they do. I just like accept it on a, a much greater level um yeah i mean it's not the the first thing i would have been saying that i want them to re-release and i'm not even entirely sure that they've remastered it rather Mm. than just kind of i might be wrong about that one if they have you know i didn't notice any marked improvement in the production because the production originally was pretty fucking great anyway um but yeah it's it's another one where like if if your homework this month is to go back and check wormwood out and go back and check it's island circus because it's a really fucking good album yeah cracking album um what's next on the old list here um oh yeah um i came across a really cool uh death metal band from sweden uh called volturion volturion i think that's what it is volturion volturion doing it yourself um uh v-o-l-t-u-r-y-o-n you know if that helps um they just put out they they just put a new album called xenogenesis um i'd I'd never heard of them before but um they've been on the go since 2006 and this is their fourth album Uh, so they've got a bit of quite a bit of experience behind them and you can hear that on the album it's it's pretty aggressive pretty groovy which you'll know is right up my street mm-hmm. um bit of a reminiscent of like decapitated um banisher even a bit of cannibal corpse in there as well but it's got a very kind of like modern production everything sounds very clean and precise um not a lot of fat on this record <laughs> if you know what i mean um, i don't know what's going on with that accent <laughs> I don't know, you know. it's like, it's like um, a podcast in steven seagal right now it's changing <laughs> Uh, great riffs um, savage vocals as you can imagine for a death metal album um, and a really punishing production um, what more could you ask for? Like nothing if you put it like that nothing. Uh, I'll hit you with the double bill uh, one Ooh. slightly out with the genre but it, that is worth mentioning anyway because I can't imagine it getting mentioned on any other podcast anywhere uh, and you flagged this one up to me new release from Big Black Delta woo Oh, I've actually still not listened to it yet. Have you not? It's no. really fucking good. Like, really, 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 really good. Mm. Uh, so the album is imaginatively, can't say that word, <laughs> entitled Four, because it's his <laughs> fourth album. Yeah. So um, I see what he did there. Clanagal. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't know what's I see what you did there. Yeah, so I'm done. Uh, but it's great. It's great. It, 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 it continues the evolution of his particular brand of kind of dark electronica um mm. 
in a way which just makes me really fucking happy. Uh, I, I've been a fan since you got me uh, more into them off the mm. back of the Sinner uh, yeah. season one, and yeah, I've followed with keen interest that progress going through. So yeah, it's not it's not metal at all, but it does it has darker brooding tones that maybe acclimate itself more to this part of the 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 listenership than it would necessarily your average kind of electronic fan. Also, um, and, and flinging this out here, uh, <laughs> probably like people will be like, oh, uh, but I don't care. <laughs> uh, Madeline Manson released a brand new single. It's called We Are Chaos, and I love it. I love it. <laughs> Does he think he's fucking My Chemical Romance? That's all I was getting for that song. Yeah, I, to be honest with you, I think it's better than My Chemical Romance. So I really liked it. I think... To me, the beauty of being a Marilyn Manson fan, yes, I can call myself one of them, is that I very much like being a fan of like like a show like American Horror Story, right? Not every season is written for me. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like some some are totally one hundred percent written for Duncan, some are not. Uh, and Mr. Manson has not a clean uh, discography. When it comes to my likes, like there are a few albums he's put out kind of earlier in his career that I think are just average, kind of average kind of shock rock albums. Um, and then there was a whole period in the middle where he was writing kind of brooding, crooning love songs, which aren't really my bag. Uh, I like him when he's he's kind of playing with theme, with tone, with ideas. Uh, I think he's a, I still think to this day he's a fucking incredible lyricist. Um, and has some really interesting ideas. The voice has started to go a little bit. Uh, the gut has started to show a little bit. Uh, there's only so many leather clothes and uh, corsets to strap that motherfucker in. You're going with the gut. Um, but I, like his last, his last two releases, I really enjoyed because I I felt he was experimenting with some different themes it wasn't right necessarily the stuff you expect whilst there's still the couple of classic manson bangers on on those ones uh, listen to this one and knowing the story coming off the back of this one it's a concept album um essentially the album split in half uh he wants it to be played like you used to play old lp records you, know, you play your a side and your b side i'm fine with all that pish it will ultimately appear in my feed as an mp3 which means I won't have that option of switching it around. It'll just play <laughs> continuously. So suck it, Manson. Um, but yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Once again, it, kind of similar to the Gojira thing, it is essentially a repeated motif that it just keeps like layering on. Uh, and specifically the theme, um, which he claims was written pre-COVID-19. If it was, then someone take that man's crystal ball off him uh, but yeah I really really liked it I am very eagerly anticipating the release to see where he goes because he's another one where like album to album you never know what a Marilyn Manson album is going to sound like you know what he'll sound like mm -hmm. but you'll never know musically because that's just a revolving door of musicians and this one appears to be heavily worked on by a producer whose name escapes me at the moment but I don't even I haven't heard anything about any other musicians being involved in this one mm -hmm. so that's got me quite exciting because as we've heard recently with uh, 
the Poppy album, which I really enjoyed. Uh, you get a good producer with some really interesting ideas to push out with the kind of Jeanette comfort zone of a long-standing musician. You can get some really interesting ideas coming out. So We mm. Are Chaos was released on the 29th of July. So once again, Indiana Jones grabbing his hat, pulling it under the door just before it slams. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. I know you couldn't give a fuck, no. um, but that's just you, and you are wrong. You can just remember seeing Down, Dave. I remember. <laughs> Do you? No, I don't remember. Um, uh, yeah, Marilyn Manson, nah, I, I lost interest a long time ago. You've um, tried and tried, and I'm, I've tried to yeah. make you try. And, yeah, uh, yeah well, even maybe, at this um, point, I, I've, I mean, I have more luck getting you to like dog fashion disco than I do Marlon Manson at this stage. Yeah, this is true. Um, we'll maybe do a wee reaction video for his next single. Oh, um, fuck. I really, I'll just you can be see. me going, this is amazing, and Dave going, oh, who does he think he is? I thought my chemical romance. It does, so that track's got, like, Gerard Way written all over it. You say that as if that's a bad thing. Uh, it's a bad thing. You shush. Okay. Um, Big Black Delta, though, I can get on board with. Oh, uh, yeah. It's also the, check that. It's a nickname for the, <laughs> a specific brand of condoms I use. <laughs> if you know what I mean. I um, don't use condoms, so we're fine. <laughs> Hashtag raw dog for life, yo. We're back. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> you, should see, you should see his eyes there, ladies and gents. Clever girl indeed. <laughs> um, yeah, Big Black Delta. I've still to check out that album, but um, I loved that, that first album that had... Um, was it Hugging and Kissing? Was that the yep, new track? Hugging and Kissing. It was on uh, the Sinner TV show. I loved mm-hmm. that. So I need to get on that one. Um, what's next for me? Um, a band called Worship. Um, again, I'd never heard of them before. Uh, kind of doom sludge band. Kind of meets post-metal uh, from California. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've just put out their new album, Tunnels. Um, I wasn't completely sure what to expect going in, but... Um, I quite dug their take on this kind of doomy post-metal thing they've got going on. We pinch of hardcore in there as well at times. Um, definite similarities to bands like uh, like Neurosis or Isis. Um, it's got tones of like uh, Botch or Converge in there as well. Um, even a wee bit of Willhaven. Um, it's not overproduced either, but that totally works for the band's sound, that kind of like murky guitar tones and like raspy vocals. Um there's a wee coating atmosphere in there too at times, but um, and it kind of breaks up the, the kind of weight of the album. But um, I quite enjoyed it. Um, I've never heard of them before. I don't know if they've got anything out before this album. I need to double check. But um, the band are called Worship, and the album was called Tunnels. Mm, look at you, go, Dave. Um, I had really like out with stuff that we've already kind of reviewed. The new Static X release. The new Buddy Tomorrow release. Um, we've, like I say, we've done a ton of reviewing. Uh, obviously, the new Zombie uh, album, that's ZOMBI, um, yeah. which I loved. Um, the only other one which I will say is a classic example of what happens to my interest when a member of a band dies. To be honest with you, I thought it was all right, but never great. Uh, the Mike Shinoda album is boring. Mm. I never listened to that. Yeah, don't. Volume one, <laughs> which threatens a volume two. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, even, I don't even know if we can technically speak about it on this podcast. Uh, so, I'll <laughs> suffice to say, it's not worth your time. Skip it. Okay. Um, I've got two more. Um, check that band called FLX from Manchester. Flex. Um, 
Netflix, uh, possibly. Um, they are a four-piece um, kind of rap tech metal band. Um, right, so are, to, uh, give me a second to download this motherfucker. They are um, very hacktivist. Um, oh, everything's just coming up Duncan right now. <laughs> so if you like that, like big, huge bendy riffs with the kind of grime-styled vocals, then um, this is a self-titled EP. A lot of fun. Um, big production. The riffs are chunky as fuck. Uh, and the vocals, lyrically and style-wise, it's hard not to like, to be honest. Um, some, some good uh, choruses on there as well, quite catchy. Um, but again, a band I've never heard of before, but um, FLX are the band. A 26-minute, seven-song album is an album I will listen to a few <laughs> times, Dave, even if I Christ. don't like it. <laughs> Get my money's worth. Yes. Um, last one from me. Um and I think I pinged you a message about this one, uh, Gulch. Yeah, um, when like I, I was wanting to mention it, but then I, I wasn't sure when it was released. So um, I've listened so it this... to once today, and to be honest with you, uh, I felt like I needed a shiver right after it. Yeah, um, Gulch. Uh, it's a new release from uh, Santa Cruz hardcore four piece band. Um, this thing dropped out of nowhere, like it had. No fanfare, no pre-album singles, no teasers, no pre-orders, no warnings at all. Um, I just listened to it um, yesterday, I think, um, and it totally blew me away. It's like 15 minutes long, mm-hmm. um, but holy shit, mm-hmm. they absolutely pummel you for that 15 minutes. Um, it's kind of made up uh, with kind of elements of like hardcore, punk, a wee bit of power violence in there. There's even wee touches of like death metal, grindcore, even black metal at times, um, and it, it it just hits you instantly. Like it's it's not an album that will take repeat listens to make an impact. No, it's like it's ugly as fuck. It's abrasive, uh, visceral. It just doesn't give a fuck. Um, I love the album art, which is I had to do a wee bit of research. It's done by someone called Boon Naka, who I think is a tattooist. Um, there was loads of people talking about them online, uh, but it was cool album art. Um, love the production fits the band sound like a glove um just like 15 minutes all killer no filler um the album is called impenetrable cerebral fortress yeah uh, i will back up everything dave said it's absolutely fucking hellishly crushing (laughs) hellishly hellishly crushing (laughs) um yeah so that's been my uh playlist over the last wee while along with all the other shiz we've been uh, reviewing on uh YouTube. Um, I'm going to play some more music for you right now. Um, this band are called Red Spectre. Um, they've just dropped a new single called Long Way Down. Uh, it comes from their upcoming second album, uh, Heart of the Renewed Sun, which is out on the 2nd of October. Uh, they're from Stoke-on-Trent, so a good old UK band. Um, I'm going to play that new song for you now. It's called Long Way Down. Check it out. We'll be back right after this.
There we go. A bit of red spectre for you. Uh, Stoner Trio, as I said, from Stoke on Trent. Um, that was our new single, Long Way Down. It's from their new album, Heart of the Renewed Sun, which is out on the 2nd of October. If you like the band, like the sound of them, check them out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Red Spectre Band. So that's Spectre with a K S P E K T O R band, Red Spectre. Okay. It's review time, Duncan. Oh. It is review time. Uh, for this review, Duncan and I have been checking out the new album from UK Riff Slingers Ingested. Mm-hmm. The band's new album, Where Only Gods May Tread, will be released on August 14th via Unique Leader Records. So, album number five from Ingested. And uh, this one comes with a couple of little surprises, Duncan. <laughs> the first being that the bass duties... <laughs> Well, do you know the light of surprises? <laughs> oh, sorry. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Heavy oh, with them. Okay, surprise number one is the bass duties were handled by Dominic Grimard. Now you're thinking to yourself, who is this Dominic Grimard? Why do I know that name? Well, he plays bass in Ion Dissonance. Oh, no. <laughs> that old chest. A band you will be familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, The album also features three guest vocal appearances. Mm -hmm. We have appearances from Kirk Weinstein from Crowbar slash Down. Yeah. Who I have seen before, by the way, Down. Um, Yeah, well, actually, yeah, but we also interviewed. We did also interview Kirk, yeah, from Crowbar. Yeah, we sat down and chatted to him. Just want to make sure. I don't know how great the sharp, the menu, menu? (laughs) (laughs) the memory is these days, Dave. I I just fully need to stress these things. Yeah, he's a fucking. Amazing dude. It's not that sharp, but um, I'm glad you're here just to keep me right. Um, also features appearances from Vincent Bennett from the Casey Strain mm-hmm. and Matt Honeycutt from Kubla Khan. Mm-hmm. Um, album was mixed and mastered by longtime producer of Ingested and Cryptopsy guitarist Christian Donaldson. And the engineering on the album was handled by Nico Beninato and Sam Yates at Full Studios in Wales. Uh, the artwork was done by Dan Seagrave, who we've mentioned on numerous reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done stuff for Morbid Angel and Suffocation and, and Tombed and all that. Um, so, yeah, artwork done by Dan Seagrave. Pretty cool artwork as well, actually. Yeah, love that um, artwork. Yeah. So, um, and Jesse, a band that have definitely been keeping themselves busy, Duncan. It was only last year that they put out um, their Call of the Void EP. And then they had a full-length album out the year before that. So they are not hanging about. <laughs> not at all. I mean, if you've got it in, you get it out. Well, <laughs> this is true. It's my excuse for chronic masturbation. <laughs> you have a go with the masturbating again. I don't know. I, I'm really fucking horny in the <laughs> I can see that in your eyes. I can, like, I can tell. Horny for reviews. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... I'm sure Ingested are about to get you going. Um, they are, for people that don't know who Ingested are, they're primarily, I'd say, a deathcore band. But um, if you're a fan of the band, you'll know they do kind of swim in the murky death metal waters from time to time. Um, and you can hear that on most of their kind of previous releases, uh, along with some kind of slam elements in there as well. Um, this album ha- still has that kind of smattering of styles. Mm. Um, like even from the first track, Follow the Deceiver, you can hear the kind of band like twist between the kind of slam and deathcore and death metal and they do it so effortlessly um i must admit from the get-go like this album sounds very tight sounds very focused um and unsurprisingly 
punishingly heavy. <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, the breakdown at the end of the first track will validate that statement. Yeah. Um, production is actually one of the best I've heard from Ingested. Um, it's very crisp and probably the most polished I've heard Ingested sound. Uh, like the the attacking kind of blasts and the even the kind of like even the older school style death metal riffs on tracks like Impending Dominus, they sound absolutely relentless. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when those like big breakdowns kick in, you can't help but like make the disgusted face like when they kick in. It's just like oh dear, oh Jesus Christ. Um, but what I liked about the breakdowns was that they they, they don't always wait to the end of a track to hit you with it you know hit you with that kind of devastating blow I like the formula of like scattering those kind of segments throughout the track and it kind of catches you more off guard um, with that kind of devastating blow Um, uh, what I was going to say that there's a nice melodic break in that track as well Mm Impending Dominance um, had a kind of like ominous kind of atmospheric almost like um, Aegean Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Aegean yet Um, almost had that kind of feel to it um which really added a, a kind of nice bit of contrast to the track. Um, and it's something I feel that Ingested have definitely kind of amplified on this album. Um, while this like album still has the like the king-sized riffs and the, the ruthless vocals, there is a kind of, kind of gloomy, atmospheric vein running through a lot of the tracks on this album, which I quite liked. Um, how did you feel at the start of this track? Like, it hits you pretty much full-on from the get-go. Did you, did you enjoy the, 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 kind of, the start of the album? Uh, yeah, t- t- to be honest, this is the first ingested album I've listened to. So it should surprise no one, um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm actually uber surprised that they're British. Because yeah, t- once again, if you had asked me to put money down, I would have said American. Yeah. Um, the uh, not just the production, like because the production is amazing. There's a, a the track name escapes me, but there's one that kicks off with like a bass pedal. <laughs> But which is so like ridiculously fast, um, mm. and like every single. I mean, I'm sure there is triggered, but the trigger didn't sound mechanical, which mm-hmm. I thought was a, a good thing because a lot of these bands will just go lazy and just do the old mechanical trigger, um, mm. uh, the old mechanical trigger. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, but they they kind of they kind of lean back from from going at that. There's there's a whilst it is very tightly produced, there's something. And here's a Duncan keyboard dropping wholly organic about the the sing. You know, it all sounds very synchronous in a way which I really enjoyed. Mm. I think as well, like those sections, like the guitars are. I don't know what tuning the guitars are using, but at certain sections, you're talking about kind of classic death metal. It's kind of it. It sounds tuned up, but then those breakdown bits hit, in, and then I was completely floored by how detuned it sounded without necessarily thinking it was detuned that mm. makes sense yeah. um, some of the sections are absolutely punishing and the, the thing that really is the the cherry on top of the Sunday, Dave um, <laughs> is the vocals like the vocals hit like yeah. horrendously evil guttural kind of vile deep tones out of fucking nowhere the guy transitions so fucking easily between mm. this really powerful mid-range sort of tone that he has to this horribly offensive kind of guttural stuff which they once again they don't overuse in the album which I really really enjoy the the beauty of Ingested is that it is like it's like a, a kind of supermarket sweep of heavy <laughs> heavy 
heavy teams and don't see. I'm just like, like they do feel like they're running up an aisle, just like grabbing a bit of this and grabbing a bit of that, and just dropping it into their musical basket. But they won. Yeah, yeah. I think. <laughs> out of nowhere, uh, just out of nowhere. But it does feel like that. It feels like they're 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 really keen to keep things engaging and interesting, not only to them, but. And once again, this is another Duncan key phrase, but it's not to the detriment of the song. I, I feel that I listen to too much stuff now where I'm just like that. Oh, you just done that for the sake of doing that. You know what I mean? There's mm. there's no there's no musical merit to changing the style to what you've changed it to just now, out with the fact that you want to prove that you can do it. Um, mm. And Ingested don't seem to do that at all. If anything, everything feels like it flows naturally into to the next section. And I think the fact that they keep things as varied as they do is you know as to their testament I will say this some of the riffs on this album are just fucking like incredible like just really 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 well written really well paced and placed um, riffage here that I I couldn't help but like feel like a little smile start to curve up on the side of my face when they they hit in because they really are just brilliant examples of very talented guitarists who are just melding a lot of different ideas and themes and a band that are just clearly happy to go with that and and build over the top of it. Uh, the burdens of our failures, um, mm. which comes about the middle part for me, uh, one of the longer songs on the album as well, is where like to me things just like focus down and then just like really push towards the end because the first half of the album is concise, sharp, punchy, aggressive, angry, you know, like all these things. And then they allow that track to breathe out a bit. And when I'm saying breathing out, there's no huge atmospheric sweeps here, ladies and gents, don't worry. Uh, but it feels like the, the album relaxes in itself and then like kind of refocuses back up and, and like does like a, a, a diving swan dive uh, towards the end. It is, a, it is a relentlessly heavy album, so much so that before we hit record, I uh, had nicknamed and joked um, about the three, uh, sorry, the two the two albums specifically that we're going to be talking about um, on this one, and I believe where it came to talking about this one, I was like, yeah, this is the this is the Davis Happy album or the disgustingly heavy album because that's what it is, and I can't imagine that you weren't like ridiculously happy listening to it. This is t- this is like this is a box ticking exercise for everything that gives Dave Wood. <laughs> like Viagra and I don't know why I'm going sexy again but um, it's just upsetting listeners now I'm just doing it for my own sick perverse <laughs> pleasure now but yeah like everything yeah. about like, I was listening to certain sections going well this is once again one of those ones that had I stumbled on blindly to this one this would have been a screen grab sent to Davey saying you will fucking love this release yeah I've been listening to Ingested for a while um, so it's not a new band in me but I, I did really enjoy this album mm. um, special guests though on the album this is where I thought this was a really good addition to this release. Do they not um, usually do that then? I, I don't think that. Well, there's three on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly don't think there was as many of that on the last album. If there was any, I'll need to, I'll need to double check. Yeah, Kurt Weinstein's like genius move for this album because the track yeah. that he is specifically on is is the one where my attention, like the ears, went up. I was like, yeah. oh, what the fuck is this? Uh, doing a bit of delving online, found out that he was on it. But um, yeah, that to me, he's not the name that you would instantly gravitate to having a guest spot on an album that sounds like this. No, no, works. not Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the two tracks, or there's three tracks with the guests on them, but um, The Burden of Our Failures, as you mentioned, that one features uh, Vincent from the Casey Strain. And he sounds great. 
He does. Um, and another breath features Kurt Weinstein. Um, and for me, these tracks, they actually, for me, started to show the band kind of almost like starting to push out from their comfort zone. Mm. Um, I love the kind of bleak, kind of melodic tones on the burden of our failures. Um, the riffs still had a lot of weight to them, but they were kind of coated in a bit of darkness that gave the album a lift. Um, same goes for another breath. This track had a, a more kind of blackened streak to it. But with the addition of Kirk's melody, it almost gave it like a, a kind of doom meets deathcore kind of mashup, um, which for me makes the, this track one of the kind of most original sounding moments on the album. Um, a very solid, tight, well executed deathcore album, um, and moments like you know another breath definitely elevate it to that that next level. Um, there are parts of the album that feel like the band are ticking the the kind of necessary boxes um, and I'm sure like fans of Ingested will appreciate the kind of the sheer ferocity on offer here from the band um, but for those that are looking for that you know something different a little bit more creativity then like the tracks like The Burden of Our Failures and Another Breath will, will probably scratch that itch um, there's a lot of like formulaic deathcore bands out there mm-hmm. there's like a whole sea of them out there oh yes um, and recently We've started to see a few of them kind of like stretch their wings a bit and explore other ideas. Um, and Ingested, for me, have certainly started to kind of tease that on this album. But I actually think they could take it a step further. Um, I'd like to see them push that push that kind of idea forward onto like future releases. Mm. Um, I mean, this this album is it's heavier than Donald Trump's wallet, but um, and the production is probably the best I've ever had. Um, but if I had any kind of it's not really a criticism, but if I had anything to say, um, which I think you should maybe have a, a kind of think about on next albums, I would try pushing that creativity even further mm-hmm. on the next one because they've, they've clearly got the potential to do it. They're very, very talented musicians across the board, as you'll hear on this record. Um, but for me personally, um, like Oliver Twist, I want a wee bit more. Do you see that, uh, the answer to that riddle? Dave that mm. you've set out there might yeah. be in the frequency of their releases if you're well, releasing stuff every year you're not yeah. giving yourself enough time to necessarily experiment and grow out additional influences and that's maybe yeah. why there are so many guests on there and I think you probably will find their next release probably has that because you yeah. do see them taking different turns and chances and you get out they start playing them live when we eventually get those things again um, yeah. and you might see that that make an impact having been like, n- like never listened to them before I'm maybe less attuned to those kind of niggling grievances that you have on the release mm. uh, yeah I mean there is a bit of paint by numbers here but to me having not listened to them before those paint by number steps were executed really well so it, mm-hmm. it, it yep. didn't feel like to me they were they were necessarily not moving out of a comfort zone because I'm not aware of their comfort zone yeah. Um, but yeah I, I thought it was great I thought it was yeah. great I do agree with you I think um, when they start specifically the darker melody on the album when they really start playing with that you know you, you do just kind of feel like there should be maybe more of this on the album but yeah. uh, it, I mean, it flies right through. It's it's a fucking it's a it's a great, if albeit absolutely fucking punishingly relentless release. Yes, absolutely. Um, rating wise, um, I'm probably sitting at a four on this one, a four out of five. I'm the same. There we go. Yeah. Back once nice. again. We are we are attuned. 
We're having a cord, Dave. We are in sync. Um, yep, that's right. Yeah, bye, if you... Bye. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dear. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> We're not going to break. Go break, Dave. <laughs> um, if you fancy a bit of ingested, then uh, this one is out on the 14th of August. Um, I'd highly recommend it if you're looking for something that's going to punish your eardrums then check this one out it's called Where Only Gods May Tread and it's out on Unique Leader Records on the 14th if you want to check out the band check them out on Ingested uh, sorry Facebook.com forward slash Ingested UK see if they release their own social platform called Ingested <laughs> I will sign up day one uh, yeah so that is uh, Ingested hope you dug the review and um, check out that album Okay, so um, we're going to play some music for you right now, and uh, we'll be back with a little secret challenge after that. Yeah, uh, we'll see how many Dave got right. <laughs> I don't know, at this point I just think this is just going to be a monument, a recorded monument to Dave's failure. Yep. Uh, we'll wait likely. and see, it might, it might surprise me. This is where like you, I find it like your list is like 20 times better than mine. I don't uh, know, I don't yeah, know about that. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. We'll find out, ladies and gents, you won't have long to wait. Nope, uh, I'm going to play some music for you just now. Um, Death Metal Legends Benediction are back after more than 30 years in the business and 12 years since their last album, Killing Music. Benediction are now back with a brand new album called Scriptures, which will be released on the 16th of October via Nuclear Blast Records. They've just put out a new single. It's called Rabid Carnality, and I'm going to play it for you right now. This is Benediction. We'll be back right after this.
Some death metal for you there from Benediction. Um, that was Rabid Carnality from their new album, Scriptures, out on the 16th of October. Um, check out the band at facebook.com forward slash Benediction Band. There we go. Okay, Duncan. So, we recently we were talking about live shows and like how this year has basically been a complete bust, right? There's, there's no gigs, there's no festivals, nothing. There's nothing, um, Dave. There is nothing. Mm. Um, but we were we got into the conversation of the topic of uh, bands that we hadn't seen live and were still kind of like on our bucket list almost. Um, so that got us thinking about uh, what might have been a quite a cool wee conversation to have on the podcast, a little challenge to set ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and the challenge was to create a hypothetical live show of five bands you have never seen before however the band's members must still be alive mm-hmm. uh, even if the band isn't still currently active okay so mm. five <laughs> sounds, bands sounds easy it does sound easy but then what I realised really quickly is I've seen a lot of bands live yeah, yeah. like I was like maybe and then oh no I did see them live <laughs> Me and oh no, I did see them live. So yeah, yeah, there was a lot of that going on. A lot of that. I was a wee bit like down. Get down on that list, baby. Yeah, never seen down before. Then at the start of this podcast, yeah, all has been revealed. Yeah, two thousand and eight, Dave. April two thousand eight. Harlem <laughs> Academy. Three sons and one stone. <laughs> so uh, you had to rejig the list a little bit, but um, I now have five bands. I don't know what I'm going to call this live event. I'm not entirely sure. I haven't given it a name, but um, Dave I have, Fest. <laughs> I have put it in order of you know support acts, or but like every band on this list could be a headliner to be honest. But you know, running from five up to one to the headliners. Oh, nice! Look at you getting all efficient and shit. Oh yeah, prepared, prepared. So, do you have a five? Do you have I a do. five? Of course, I do. Do you? Are you confident? Yeah. Are you confident about that vibe? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I think that um, the first choice uh, I changed at the last break because I realised... I mean, here's the thing. Here we go. Here's the thing, Dave. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What I want to do is I want to put any band, right, any group, genre be damned, and then I realised that that is not why I asked this to do. (laughs) So... Change it. My original opener was I am, am I, who am I? Uh, who, oh like, God. I think are just like maybe one of the more interesting kind of art music projects that exist on the planet. Um, no, Duncan, no. Yep, yeah, yeah, but I have taken that off and I have my opening act, uh, a little Danish band. Ooh, ooh. Danish, you say? Danish, as in the pastry that you have <laughs> with your coffee. Or the good quality bacon. Danish. Danish. Okay. Uh, my opening act would be the rather delectable Ronchi. Oh, it's been a while since I've heard that name. Yeah, I fucking love Ronchi. Um, they obviously had a bit of a bit of a hit uh, when they did um, like Summer of Overload um, and their nine to five, not you know Dolly Parton's nine to five. <laughs> uh, 
completely different band. Um, they obviously had that, but they had an album. The album that followed that, which was Confusion Bay, I think was the name of that album. The album that followed it was called Death Pop Romance, which I think is their best album. Uh, it was also the album that no one seemed to give a fuck about when it was released. <laughs> and I think it's fucking amazing. I think it has a ton of kind of 80s new wave influences mm-hmm. while still being like, really, really, really kind of techy heavy, uh, but with incredibly catchy choruses. Like the choruses are like right from the Duran Duran playbook. Um and I, I, I thought like everyone was sleeping on them, and I think they did release one album after that, and it wasn't as good, if I'm being honest. And I don't even know if they're still on the go, but I'm fully anticipating that none of them are dead. So <laughs> if none of them are dead, then fuck it, they're on the list, Dave. No, they, uh, all, so. they all appear to be alive. Um, yeah, at the look moment. at you fact checking me, son of Just a. Just ch- well, I'm, I'm checking you. You are <laughs> yeah. fucking. Last minute changes. Yeah, it's death, <laughs> death pop romance in its entirety uh, for for their opening set at right. at Don't's got a massive wang fest. <laughs> so we're choosing the albums now, are we? As oh no, are. that's what I would have them play when they were. All right, there. been told that's what you're playing, boys. Yeah, they they've been added to the lineup, but they very like uh-huh. a lot of bands that do festival dates where they're like, oh yeah, we can jump on right now and do this album and it's entirely Slayer did it so if Slayer can do it then Ronchi can <laughs> fucking do it as well because I would argue Dave I mean it's obvious that like Ronchi's on the same level as Slayer surely <laughs> obviously um, yeah according to their Wikipedia it's still they say that they're they're current they're still active um, mm-hmm. although they haven't had anything out since 2014 was the last studio album it was the album um, after Death Pop Romance wasn't it uh, there was two after Death Pop Romance alright oh, so I've not heard the 2014 one um, well, I don't think I've heard it either, and I actually should probably go and check this out because now that I'm reading this, I actually just came to mind that um, they brought in Mike Semesky on vocals in 2013. That's right, yeah, yeah, vocals from uh, Intervals, um, <laughs> who's a fucking fantastic vocalist, and I actually can't remember if I checked out that album they brought out in 2014. Now, hmm, need to check that one. Yeah, um, nice. Okay, so um, Davy Boy, <laughs> starting off Dave Fest with. <laughs> Dave Fest. Oh, a wee bit of blood has been shed, Duncan. Oh man, not Here. on my list, but fucking Here. well fucking played. Well played, um, sir. Oh man. I think this is the only band on my list that I've probably no chance of seeing ever. But um, Yeah, no, I I think that unless you pay them a lot of money to reform yeah. it's not gonna happen. So this is um X kill switch uh, engage vocalist Howard Jones, the better vocalist of kill, kill switch. Bitchy. Ooh, and um, current, drummer, yeah, kill switch drummer uh, Justin Foley. Uh, this was their kind of, it was kind of a side project, but it came out around the same time as Kill Switch, um, and it lasted only a mere seven years. Um, but they put out one of my favorite albums of all time. In uh, 2003, called Spirals. It's amazing. So, uh, although uh, although I scorned you for uh, having Ronchi play an album, I'm going to ask. Oh, look at this! (laughs) How the tables have turned, Dave. (laughs) I asked them to play Spirals in its entirety. Um, uh, Howard Jones did say. Now, I'm I'm clinging on here, right, to a thread. But Howard Jones did say 
in an interview just in 2019, Duncan. This is only last year that there was music recorded by the band that never heard the light of day. Um, and there had been discussions, I'm doing that in air quotes, <laughs> um, between the band members. So I'm, all I'm saying is never say never. I mean, like, what were their discussions on, though? On music? What their favourite topping on a pizza is? I mean... I don't, I, well, I don't know, Duncan. I wasn't there, but I'm going to just take it for granted that it was about the reformation of Blood Is Me Shed and playing Dave Fest. I mean, that makes sense in the context of the interview, so I think that's probably a safe assumption. Yeah. Dave Fest 2021, Blood Is Me Shed is opening the bill. Nice, nice. Right, um, so my... if. if Raunchy are the opener, uh, then third support on the list would be a band that people should be fully aware of now because we play a small clip of their music at the start of every single episode. Cyanotic. Oh. I would have Cyanotic play, like, nice. for sure. One album, one and done, once again, <laughs> being greedy. Um, <laughs> they're, the, they're the band that I, I feel that me and you probably the only ones that remember them out with the band um, but that album is fucking amazing front to back and I think they're the sort of band that would kill it live yeah. like just be fucking shit hot and tight and concise and punchy and that that's a that's a I will headbang for the entire set and sing along to every single fucking song sort of set um, yeah I, I, they're, they're the we mentioned it way back on the very first episode of this podcast they're the kind of great regret for me when it comes to, you know, like potential second albums and all the rest. Because they, they, I think they were poised. They unfairly got lumped into that new metal camp, which I, I never quite understood. Um, but they had a kind of an accessibility to their sound that I yeah. think could have bridged a lot of the, the kind of... Uh, the Meshuggah fans, will I say, into something a bit more streamlined and commercial. I think you would have yeah. got a lot of people that would have been bouncing along to some cyanotic. So they would be playing after Raunchy at Duncan Has a Big Wang Fest. <laughs> that's the name of it. Gotcha. I'm sticking to it. Gotcha. I like it. Um, nice. That's a nice pick, actually. Um, number four for me um, are a band that um, I thoroughly regret not going to see back in the it would probably be very late 90s. Oh, dear. Um, I'm indeed talking about the mighty Propane. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, the uh, New York hardcore bands, like, they were going since the early 90s. Um, still going. Uh, they have about 15 albums now under their belt. <laughs> so, you know, plenty of live material. Um, and from what, what I've heard, they're a great live band. Um, still to this day, uh, Phil Taste of Freedom and The Truth Hurts are two of my favourite albums. Um, I played them heavily in my youth um so i would have propane in at number four on the bill i think that'd be a, a good band just to get the place you know get the pit going nice nice uh, so second support on my list so i've got second support then main support then headliner just in case right, people okay. are like what the fuck is going on here Duncan? Okay. Uh, <laughs> second support on my list uh, i am like genuinely excited like about the reformation of this group Okay. Uh, and it's I think it's in part where this idea spun out from um, this whole like crazy idea was how excited I was about the Reformation and how much you can give a fuck about it. Um, <laughs> Deadsy, 
uh, yeah. are a band that I have been borderline obsessed with since circa 2000 and maybe 2001 when, you know, like I managed to download illegally on the line wires. So yeah, my, my computer was fucked after that. Um, a kind of advanced copy of their original self-titled uh, release called Dead Sea, which would later become Commencement, which was released under Korn's record label Elementary. Um, they've been on the go for fucking years, and it's only recently that through, like, obsessively stalking them on YouTube and checking loads of videos that I found an interview with Jonathan Davis talking about their inclusion on one of the Family Values tours, mm. uh, one of the later ones, where he was basically saying that when they were writing Life is Peachy, you know, the in between writing those songs, they were going to see Dead Sea play at the, you know, at the Whiskey A Go and stuff like that. Um, or the Rainbow Lounge or whatever, or the Viper Room or whatever these fucking places are in LA. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically they were going to see them play sets then. So they'd been on the go. Um, kind of credited as helping a ton of fucking bands. Uh, with their sims, specifically 30 Seconds of Mars, which features appearances from members of Dead Sea on that original album. Uh, My Chemical Romance, apparently also assisted by Dead Sea way back in the day. Of course, Orgy Dave, which I do love, um, mm. you know, assisted from back in the day. Um, they, I think they, they worked with Korn in some capacity, doing like cover songs and all the rest. But they're a band that have just been on the go for ages, mostly because they can afford to be on the go for ages. Uh, Frontman for Dead Sea is Elijah Blue Allman, uh, who's the son of Greg Allman and Cher. <laughs> so, <laughs> dude's not needing money, is what I'm saying, no. right? He's set. And uh, his band was formed out of uh, his friendship with some people he met at private school. <laughs> money. Um, <laughs> money. Uh, and the, the, they've only ever released two formal albums, but have about 50 songs, if you include all the cover songs they've done, of everything from, like, The Cure through to... Um, Oh, fuck. They're just like uh, shit loads of things. They just cover a lot of stuff. Bowie and, you know, like they've, they've done lots of shit. Um, but they've disappeared for a while and they're coming back. And it made me think if ever there was a band I could be desperate to see it be dead, see. Uh, mm. I, I don't know how you describe their sound as the difficult thing uh, when it comes to dead, because it is. They call themselves Undercore, which I know makes Dave laugh. Um, but it's it's like 80s inspired kind of it's like 80s prog inspired new metal but alternative and detuned and yeah it's so they're a band that I really struggle to put my finger on to tell you why I love them as much as I do but I I think everything they do is fucking amazing and they have a new album coming out early next year and the single apparently dropping sometime later this year reaction um, so uh, we'll do that but yeah um, they could pick any songs they wanted to play live for me on that <laughs> stage as their second support and I would watch them and having seen plenty of videos of them live on YouTube they are fucking amazing live so yeah dead sea Dead Sea. Uh, yeah. Nice. Um, okay. 
third band on Devastating Dave Fest is. Uh, that's not what it's called. You've changed the name. <laughs> I want a refund. <laughs> I'm allowed to change the name. No, you're not. Like Dave Fest sounded like family friend, family friendly. I thought I could bring the kids in a picnic and Devastating Dave Fest. No, that's that sounds like there may be some risky content, and I can't well, bring my child. Too late well, to get a babysitter, Dave. That's because you don't know who the third band are that are playing Duncan. Level 42. <laughs> Although we've no, seen them. We have seen them. Kind of pick them. Yeah. Um, band number three on uh, Devastating Dave Fest is iconic grindcore band Pig Destroyer, Duncan. That's right. There's really no respite at all in your festival. No, not at all. Like, 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 everyone's going to be fucked before yep. the last two bands come on. Like, they're just going to be, yep. you're going to be standing there like a zombie. Yep. That's why it's called Devastating Day Fest. <laughs> now. Um, now it is, yeah. Um, this band, um, still churning out albums that um, most bands would cut off a testicle to have made, to be honest. They've got one this um, year, have they not? They've got one coming out on my birthday, Duncan. Well, I think it's an EP actually, but it's still coming out on my birthday, um, which I'm pretty sure they're releasing just for me. Um, I've been a fan of this band for such a long time. Um, put out one of my favourite albums, Prowler in the Yard. Um, unfortunately, they don't tour all that often. Um, and when they do, they never come to Scotland. Like, no, fuck that. Not a chance. There's no money um, in that, Dave. No, I think like whenever they play, it's like a London date or something like that, and it's usually some kind of like festival or like, I like some kind of wee sweaty festival to play. But um, I would definitely have them at the fest of Devastating Dave. Um, number three, Pig Destroyer. It's a good Amazing. One. It's a good one. Uh, I'm going to step things up. Right, last two acts, pretty fucking heavy. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, main support, never seen them. They are definitely on the fucking bucket list. Um, I think you have seen them. Uh, oh. And if you haven't, they should be on your fucking list. And if they're not, <laughs> then your list is shit. Tear up for ass paper. Um, yeah, like, I think, w- once again, one of, uh, like, a woefully underappreciated and definitely hugely influential kind of very fucking dark hardcore band uh they would be a little band called will haven oh yes i have seen them yeah yeah so i've never seen will haven and i i like have never heard a will haven album that i don't fucking adore mm. um most recently after the kind of extended hiatus and their return they've added like huge levels of really dark kind of dissonance and atmosphere which mm. i think just make them sound even more disgustingly heavy and uncomfortable <laughs> to listen to um yeah. Once again, a band that I've seen plenty of live videos of on on things like YouTube and stuff, and they they seem like they cut it fucking live, like in a way that makes me happy. Uh, Grady's vocals um, oh, to this man. day, his screams will like set the hair on the back of my neck like standing on end. Um, he's got a tone which just is the tits. Um, but yeah I think they're a band where I hear their influence on so many other bands but a band that I don't hear a lot of people ever really discuss and I, yeah. I've always kind of felt sorry for them that way I kind of felt like they uncomfortably didn't fit in any real like main genre they kind of yeah. added elements here there and everywhere uh, they're kind of Deftones eh, that way I know they're, <laughs> yeah, like Deftones never really fit in one genre either and Billy even they're like they're, they're really ugly Deftones um, well 
Finally, you should say that. When I saw them, they were supporting the Deftones. <laughs> well, there you fucking go. Um, they do. They sound like a really ugly Deftones in terms of the, the way they kind of construct their music. I think they're from the same part of the world as well, which would make sense. Mm. Um, but yeah, Will Haven, every day of the week, it would be my main support. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I've got are. a great list here. My, my list yeah. is it's giving you... Oh, no. My, what the fuck? Does my watch just going? What the fuck did you see, Dave? Um, we're that's because that he's well. questioning your list. That's why. Uh, no, my list is brilliant because my list has uh, has themes and di- dynamics. Dave, yours is just like yawn. Another heavy band. <laughs> yawn. yawn. <laughs> I'd like oh, to here see comes you Pig yawn. Destroyer. Yawn. I've never <laughs> yawned at Pig Destroyer. Uh, but yeah, like, like, Mings is like it's it's got it's got bims. It's got feels. It's got sense. Oh, really? And oh, then really? it's got Will Haven. Well, maybe I'm about to inject some of that shit right into this face. I will be surprised if that happens. Oh, really? Well. <laughs> right, you hit me with a band that you have seen that you've forgotten. Was this down by any chance? I... No, no. Um, main support Oh. on this fest goes to The Contortionist. Ah, right, right, right. I thought you'd seen them. No, never yeah. seen the contortionist. No, we've seen the singer though. Yes, we have seen the singer. Yeah, he sang with uh, volumes. That's right. It's all so long ago, <laughs> but it's every single episode. It's all <laughs> coming back to me. Um, another band <laughs> that have such a strong back catalogue. Um, it would be a travesty for oh. me not to put them. On this imaginary bill. <laughs> <laughs> on this bill that doesn't exist. The checks um, in the mail, guys, from my mind. <laughs> it will bounce, uh, FYI. <laughs> their, uh, their earlier material probably leaned more on the kind of deathcore side of things. Um, but as they've progressed, their sound has evolved massively. Um, and I'd say they're, they're a band that do have a very unique sound. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of bands sound like the Contortionists. Um, it's mainly kind of like like an amalgamation of like technical metal, progressive metal, but it's got this kind of like ominous kind of undercurrent of melody and ambience running through it. Um, really, really good songwriters. Um, and as each album comes out, they just get better and better at it. Um, I remember when they released Exoplanet, and I was just completely mind blown with that. That was the, when they were on their kind of heavier side of things. Um, but then after that album. Things got a bit more melodic, a bit more interesting. Um, and the, the new vocalist that they've got is just a phenomenal vocalist. Um, great musicians, and um, I reckon they'd be awesome to see live. So that's why I picked them. Nice. nice. So you did give you a bit of a break up there. I'll let you off. I'll let you off. Yeah. Um, headliner oh, uh, for me. I mean, this is a no-brainer for me, and you can pick them because you have seen them. Um, so uh, I refuse to, though. Because they cancelled their Scottish date uh, for the shittest of all reasons. See, any band that cancels a date mm. to go and record something, fuck that band. But, you know, it's difficult for me to say that because I do think they are maybe one of the best bands ever. Um, but I, you know what, I'm like, I'm stubborn as fuck and I will stick to that. So they have been over since and I refuse to pay to go and see them twice now because <laughs> they cancelled a show to go and write a, an album. And I don't think that's how you treat your fans. However, um, I'm not judging their personalities here. I'm judging their music. And I would have my festival. Duncan has a big wang fest. I was going to say Duncan has a big fang. 
<laughs> West? What? Uh, that's not right. Um, I would have to have it like outside of Scotland because that was my caveat. I wouldn't see them in Scotland. Um, remember when I said that, Dave? That was my caveat. Uh, and I was to leave the door always open, just ajar. <laughs> um, it is, of course, the mighty Meshuggah. Uh, mm. They would headline and they could do whatever the fuck they want. Because yeah. they're a band that can do whatever the fuck they want. Yep. I mean, is that a no-brainer? All the other bands that would potentially top my list that are applicable for this list. I mean, the one that would have topped if we could do Dead People is Pantera. I never got a yeah. chance to see Pantera, and that's so fucking blatantly obvious. Uh, it would it would make everyone yawn. Um, but all the other bands that are at the top of my love, I've seen. So, yeah. um, but I've never seen Michelle live. So they would headline. My festival, meaning that my festival would be headlined by Meshuggah, main support Will Haven, secondary support Dead Sea, third tier support would be Cyanotic, and the opening band would be Raunchy. Nice. It's nice fest. It's a good I would, list. I would buy a ticket to that. Yeah, I would make you buy a ticket. No <laughs> freebies for you, what? yeah, cunt. <laughs> okay. Um, headlining Big Davies Devastating Festival. <laughs> I see where this is going. <laughs> is none other than the Texan groove metal of quartet. course <laughs> if it hadn't have been Dave this show wouldn't have been recorded I would have I would have blatantly uh, called you out for, for, for everything what's your salt pissing razors Duncan. of course of course razors a band that if you hadn't guessed by now uh, I love and adore for as long as I can remember mm-hmm and if there was one band that I could pick to actually see in real life, it would be these guys. Maybe not the biggest name on this festival, um, but for me, they would be top of the list. I would love to see this band live. Um, again, a very strong catalogue of albums. Um, and they ain't done yet, Duncan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> New album coming very soon from what I hear. Mm-hmm. Um, they, sound, they sound amazing on CD, uh, but this is absolutely music that needs to be heard live. In a preferably in a wee sweaty venue, but you know, I'd have them at my festival anyway, headlining. Nice. Um, Piston Razors are in the top spot, so my festival would be headlining Piston Razors, secondary support, the contortionists, or are they main support? Main support, contortionists, that would be main support. Yep, you fucked me up with all your second <laughs> support. You're gonna um, put down on your list, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> I've never seen down though. Um, <laughs> secondary support, Pig Destroyer. For propane and opening the festival, blood has been shed. Oh, that's a pretty tasty lineup, Dave. It, pre- it really is. It really I is. I would get a free ticket because you've falsely advertised the name. So, <laughs> technicality. But I would enjoy it while I was there because yeah, it's free. Um, um, everything's better so when yeah. it's free. Let's, uh, let's make these festivals happen, guys, if you're listening. Yeah, let, let us know what yours would be. Get in yeah. touch. We can yeah, get yeah. in touch. Let us know. Leave us a little comment. What would be your top five bands that you've never seen before that would make up your festival? Or we also your... have an e- email. You can email in. What's your email? You can email at um, themetalepidemic at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know. You can tweet us or Facebook messages or fucking Instagram us or whatever. Send us a letter in the post if you want. I, I don't really care. Um, I'm not giving you my address though. So. <laughs> Terribly electronically. <laughs> send it the way you would send a letter to Santa. Rip it up and put it in the fire. <laughs> Dave will somehow anticipate and pluck it out of thin air. Yep. Uh, yeah. So that was a that was a fun little idea. I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, all my ideas are fun. <laughs> so. 
Wouldn't go that far, but yeah, that one was. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty good. Um, moving on, um, it's album review time again, Duncan. Oh yes, it was like just yesterday we were reviewing albums. Actually, it was just five minutes ago. But um, <laughs> your concept of time is fucked. It was like an hour ago, but <laughs> whatever. Um, Forty-five minutes an hour. It's all, it's all just time, you know. It doesn't really matter. Um, when we're locked down, you know. The time isn't even relevant anymore, Duncan. I don't even know what um, On this review, <laughs> uh, Duncan and I have been checking out the new album from Finnish progressive metal band Humavoid. Um, the band's new album, Libless, will be released on August 21st on Noble Demon. Um, so, uh, Humavoid, completely new to me. I'm assuming probably the same for you. Oh, no, big fan. <laughs> you dickhead tattoo um, on my ass cheek <laughs> um, void was here what, what year did they did they start up again happy that Dave has mentioned the name has been Humavoid because I was going to call them Human Void um, <laughs> which is not how it's spelled either so Dave was right I'm wrong um, just in case you forgot they, um, they started in 2013 2013 Dave 2013 and yes. this is their second album second, second album Dave Yep, that follows up their 2014 album. Faster forward, I'll, I'll, I'll give the guys information. All right, sorry, I don't, I'm not uh, at the moment. I'm actually looking at my list for for, for good things. So I can't see it. Anticipate oh, me speaking. Right, so. sorry, sorry. Anyway, you do this bit. I just sit, I just sit here and, and you look um, awesome. That uh, that followed up um, with their 2015 EP, which was called Glass. Yeah, Glass. Yeah, Glass. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we have. Uh, <laughs> We've reviewed um, a couple of albums recently that were fairly experimental. Oh, yeah. I don't know what you mean. Um, <laughs> Alphaville. <laughs> yes. We're looking at you, Imperial Triumphant. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I suppose it's fair to say that Humavoids are experimental to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, maybe not like as extreme as a band like Imperial Triumphant. No. The, the, in comparison, this feels like Spice Girls. <laughs> well... Um, they do uh, they do take a genre and but in this case kind of progressive metal and push the boundaries mm-hmm. um, the opening track uh, Fortune for Demise um, very Meshuggah right from like from the guitar tone to the, the kind of complex rhythms um, but it does come with like this like injection of proggy meets jazz piano mm-hmm. go on Dave <laughs> and also, it comes with a a male and female dual vocal attack. Mm-hmm. Go on, Dave. Which does add a very cool dynamic. Yes. Um, now, I'm, we're both big Meshuggah fans, so... Yeah, Dave hates women, though, so this was a hard sell. Right. <laughs> um, Riffs-wise, this was right up my street. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, riff production, you know sexual orientation this is all 100% up Dave's tree <laughs> like like when I like like when I heard this to put people in perspective we had a miscommunication and this technically should have been recorded last week mm. so I started doing my homework early last week for this and when I listened to this one I was like oh I know exactly what like three seconds and I was like I know exactly why Dave picked this for an album <laughs> review and um, what was interesting is the album went further along I started to think to myself, uh, this isn't genuinely what I would have anticipated you picking. Mm. 
mm-hmm. because there are certain elements in here that I don't necessarily associate with Dave. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that safe to say? <laughs> You're um, keeping your card so close to your chest, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, yeah, like, let me put it this way, right? Whom Avoid have... When we were joking, once again, nicknaming these albums before we started, I was like, this is the album that Duncan really likes. And the reason this is the album that Duncan really likes is for what reason, Dave? Can you can you take a guess? The listeners should know by now. Why would an album like this appeal to me? Um, synths? I mean, not just like, synths. I mean, that's... If we're lobbing softballs at each other, yes. Synths, mm. Dave. Um, <laughs> diversity. Mostly. Uh, like there's a lot of things really diverse about this re- release, specifically as pertains to structures of songs, uh, you know, use of like specifically use of really kind of heavy gentle riffs, but down to something a bit more proggy, um, eclectic with vocals, uh, melody both kind of on the less aggressive scale to aggressive melodies, interesting use of synths. Uh, instr- instrumentation and a lot of um, I'm going to use this word again because it's my phrase that pays on this recording elasticity on the release there's a lot going on in it mm-hmm. uh, which I imagine when I was listening to it I was like this might put Dave off um, mm-hmm. like because this is the this is the thing this is the counterpoint to the previous album we're talking about we were like that kind of plays it at times a bit safe Whom Avoid doesn't really play it safe and that can sometimes work against it not in a a kind of on the the Alphaville release that we were talking about where like they just throw everything in the blender (laughs) like you just have to go with it and if you don't whatever there still feels like there's a method behind the madness on this release Mm. but for the most part there were steps here specifically in that synth instrumentation where I was like that I don't know if David liked this and I, I find myself querying that a lot in these reviews these days where I'm like that I'm totally on board with this but is this something that Dave would mark down and there was a couple of elements specifically in Whom Avoid where I was like that I don't know like I'm digging it but I don't know if Dave will dig it mm. um, do we know who produced this album? I don't actually I don't have that because the production material. is fucking incredible like yeah. like everything a lot, of, a lot going on here and the production is yeah if you were to tell me that um the Meshuggah producer had taken a day off and just decided to go up there and give them their guitar tone um, mm. and a higher, you know, without eight strings. Uh, I would have believed that 100%. Mm. 100%. Um, yeah, this to me is the epitome of like what I class as like, right, like disgustingly heavy. And it's not even disgustingly heavy, but in the prog world that we've de- kind of deal with, this mm. is disgustingly heavy prog. And that they're yeah. using like a much heavier elements in the prog stuff we've reviewed already this year, um, mm-hmm. while still rem- remaining as quirky in parts as they can, and the, the kind of dual vocal dynamics is what really elevates it for me. I think if you just give this the one vocal, I think it would feel a bit too safe. But mm-hmm. the the kind of the, the playoff that they have on the tracks, where one definitely takes the lead over the other, I think is what gives it that little saison of uh, something interesting mm-hmm. I've spun this loads now like this Sorry? is one that I've spun this release loads and loads mm-hmm. um, and we'll continue spinning it loads and loads I d- weirdly I didn't even know we were finished I don't do my homework Dave like you send me a bit of blurb with these bands and I try not to read as much as possible because I don't want 
<laughs> to regurgitate it, you know, where they're like, for fans of, I don't want to be like, oh, this band is for fans of, just read yeah. off the press. I try and go from the, the hip. And what I found with whom I've already listened through it is there's about 10, 20 different bands that there's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B that could be swung in here, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for sure, that you could go down, but they don't sound egregiously like any one band, mm. um, which I found. Weirdly enough, off the back, I was talking about Cult of Lilith recently. Um, I would love to see them play together on that. I think mm. they'd be a really interesting double bill. Not because they necessarily sound fuck all like each other, yeah. but there there was a a dynamic quality about the way that we heard from that single. Once again, stressing only had one song of them, and specifically on the writing on on the uh, Lidless. Mm. Lidless is a great name for an album because yeah. it does feel like there is no glass ceiling to what they do it just, mm-hmm. they just feel like they just want to just experiment and try stuff Yeah. Uh, but when they hit a groove man oh, oh yeah. sweet daddy sorry I'm talking a lot sweet Dave daddy um, no I, I, I totally hear what you're saying I agree with a lot of what you're saying um, riffs wise obviously it, it ticked the boxes for me um, nothing that like I hadn't heard before but mm-hmm. but I, I still enjoyed it very much um, the addition of the, the piano though that it kind of it made it feel like a totally different organism. Like I've heard, like prog bands use piano in their sound, um, but more often than not, it's used in, in a like in a background kind of sense as a layer or to accentuate like melody and stuff. But here, it's very much at the forefront of this band's sound, um, like just as prominent as the guitar at times. Mm. Uh, and that continues on to like the second track, uh, the album's title track. But this time, they mix in some kind of more up tempo rhythms. Uh, some keys as well as piano um, which again adds uh, a different kind of consistency to it Um, it's a bit smoother and a bit flowing Um, picking up little waves of like haking at times but um, it still has that kind of like mashuga type groove to it Mm -hmm. Um, vocally for me is where it got really interesting because we've got these various tones and textures on offer sometimes it's like two heavy vocal parts like on the first couple of tracks and then on like uh, Aluminium Rain we get heavy vocals from uh, Nico which is kind of verging on the kind of almost kind of death metal side of things, mm-hmm. um, but we also get this uh, mix of heavy and clean female vocals from. Um, apologies if I, dis- if I don't pronounce your name right, um, Sumivara, I think possibly, um, which um, adds a- another dimension to this kind of band sound. Um, I really liked the harsh vocals of uh, Suvimara. Um, mm-hmm. She's got a really nice tonal blend of like grit and melody that st- mm-hmm. sounds really distinctive. Um, at times I was like it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of um, the singer of Incense, I think it's Tommy something his name is, um, from Norway um, they've got similar similar types of tones, um, if you haven't heard Incense from Norway by the way, check them out mm-hmm. um, but two of my favourite moments on the album came in the form of What You Hide and uh, The Breathing Method mm-hmm. um, they've both got a really good balance of everything uh, from the band nothing felt like overpowered or um, you know I had the kind of the gentle rhythms the cool grooves um, it's got that mix of harsh and melodic vocal tones and then it's got the kind of darker shades of atmospherics from the, the keys and the pianos thrown in um, the breathing method even comes with a very uh, Frederick Thorndale-esque solo mm-hmm. which uh, which I doff my cap to because he's, he's not an easy style to emulate um, and then the album ends really strongly with the uh, drywall cracks which uh, again is kind of littered with these kind of bouncy, kind of off kilter riffs. Um, there's a, a couple of kind of metalcore tones in there as well, 
Um, but I particularly liked the way the, the synths kind of echoed the guitar riffs uh, yeah. in that last track. I thought it was really cool. Um, overall, um, a pretty interesting album for me. Um, I thought they, they started to find their groove um, more as the album went on. Um, and I found that by the end of the album, I felt it was like musically really cooking by the end. Um, I really enjoyed, as I mentioned, tracks like Al- Aluminium Rain, uh, What You Hide, uh, the Breathing Method and Drywall Cracks were all really good songs. Um, not everything gelled for me all of the time. Um, sometimes it felt a little overcooked technically at mm-hmm. times where I felt like they could have maybe just reined it in a little and maybe even just cranked up the heaviness dial just a little bit more. Um, they've got the grooves, they've got the musicianship, um, they've got an original edge in there. Um, but for me, I think just a little adjustment to the balance of some of the tracks, and this is just a personal preference, um, I'd like to see them kind of push the heaviness just a little bit more. Um, but certainly a band uh, to be watching in the future, absolutely. Um, I did thoroughly enjoy the album still. Nice. Um, Rating-wise, <laughs> where are we sitting with this one? Uh, 4.5 for me. Oh. Yeah, I, I really, 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 really liked this album. Um, 4.5? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what there's a quality about it that just like I've listened to it a lot more than I expected to. Like the right. first listen, I was like, "This is cool," um, and then I I had a, like a second listen on the day we were supposed to. Well, the day that I forgot we were recording, um, <laughs> I'd listened to it back to kind of just get my my head in the right space, and it actually weirdly went up. It started off as like a three point five and went up to a four. And then when we reset the date for this, I listened to it like three times over the weekend, and I listened to it twice this week. Um, And yeah, it's a 4.5. Nice. Um, For me, it's probably a 3.5. You're Um, on my original grade, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Um, Still a a, a very enjoyable album, um, and still one I would recommend for people to check out. Um, If you like the kind of styles and tones that will be mentioned in this review, then definitely, definitely give it a listen. Um, this one drops on August 21st. Um, the band are Humavoid, H-U-M-A-V-O-I-D, and the album is called Lidless, out on uh, Noble Demon. Um, if you want to check out the band, check them out at facebook.com forward slash Humavoid. And you can uh, let us know what you think. If you like the album, let us know. Nice. Nice one. Okay, so... Um, we're going to take a short break, but right after this, we're going to be talking about some August releases right after this. So... August releases. I realise that we're you know part of the way into August already, so there have been some big hitters out already at the beginning of the month, most of which we've reviewed, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. We've all already had uh, albums from Avatar, uh, Black Crown Initiate, which is stunning, if you haven't checked that one out yet. Excellent. Um, Misery Signals, which we loved as well, and Orbit Culture has already been out as well, so check those ones out. We've reviewed the, those already. A um, couple other releases that I've, I've still to check out. In Hearts Wake, I've got a new one out. And Curses as well. I quite liked what I'd heard from Curses. They've got a new one out called Chapter 2 Bloom. If you're into kind of kind of chunky kind of metalcore stuff, uh, they're pretty good. Uh, Onslaught as well. I need to check that one out. Um, 
kind of thrashier affair. We we kind of mentioned them on our This Is Endless review. There's some of the guys from Onslaught in This Is Endless. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to need to check that one out. Um, coming up, we've got um, uh, Ingested, obviously, which we mentioned on the podcast um, and reviewed. Uh, Primitive Man, which um, by the time this comes out, there's probably going to be a review for that up as well. It's called Immersion, um, if you're into your kind of doomy or sludgy type stuff. Um, Duncan will be very excited about uh, Poppy releasing I Disagree More. Yeah, well, I, we finally get to review that album <laughs> with bonus material. Hmm. Um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, King Buzzle, um, which is uh, Roger Osborne from the Melvins. He's got an album coming out called Gift of Sacrifice on the 14th of August. After that, we've got a couple of decent albums still to come out this month. Um, Incat- Incantation, which uh, I've still to check out. We did get a copy of that in for review. Uh, Sect of Vile Divinities, it's called, on Relapse Records. If you're into your death metal, you'll probably like a bit of Incantation. Head PE, I've got a new album coming out. Oh, fuck's sake. Who's uh, in Head PE now? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, it's called Class of 2020. Um, I quite liked their last album. The last um, album was all right. Aye, I'm unashamed. Um, I'm not ashamed to say that. I actually quite enjoyed it. Um, it is like verging on like, like away from. It's still metally, but they're definitely moving further away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have we got? Um, Unleashed Archers. If you're into, can you? Power metal, traditional metal. Um, Kill the Lights is one that I've, I haven't really checked out yet, but um, it's former members of uh, Bullet for My Valentine, Still Remains, uh, Threat Signal as well. Oh, wow. um, so I don't know what kind of stuff it is. Um, if it's you know down the kind of Bullet for My Valentine type avenue, then probably not for me. But um, if it's more of the Threat Signal side of things, then Still Remains were all right. Uh, a bit generic, no, okay. yeah, a bit generic in the kind of uh, kind of once again kind of. I mean, they were metalcore, but they weren't really metalcore, and that kind of new wave of American heavy metal yeah. thing. Yeah. They were on that that in that class. Yeah. So, um, but they had the synth player, didn't they? Memory serves. Uh, I think they had synths. I think that's what made them stand out and made me go. They 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 seem like a nice group. Because they've got a synth player. I should have a synth player. Um, well, so Kill the Lights might be up your street. They've got a new album called The Sinner, drops on the 21st of August. Only if it's a synth player. Well, yeah. Um, Sleeping with Sirens, I've got a new one out on the 21st as well. If you're into kind of post hardcore, uh, kind of metalcore, it's got a bit of poppier edge. Um, end of the month, we've got um, Exist, which we hopefully will have a review up for by a release date, mm. um, kind of progressive metal band. Uh, In Flames, I've got this Clayman 20th century anniversary edition. I mean, maybe I maybe that uh, album grows on me this time, but... Uh, maybe, probably not. Um, Metallica, I've got SNM 2, which is this the live album they did with the uh, symphony. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> um, uh, Necro, uh, I've got an album coming out called Mortal if you're into kind of crusty or kind of death metal uh, Pig Destroyer as we mentioned on the podcast I've got a new EP called The Octagonal Stairway uh, on the 28th of August which is what I dubbed Dave's cock <laughs> <laughs> weird it's like shaped like the UFC octagon <laughs> I know I should get that checked out yeah. um, what else have we got uh, Ulver if you're into kind of more ambient 
side of things. Um, a bit kind of post-rocky, electro kind of stuff. Uh, Venom, uh, they're a kind of extreme metal band from the UK. Uh, I think they've got a new album coming out called Sons of Satan, I think. That I think interesting. Yeah, I think it's like unreleased tracks. So I think I don't think it's like brand new material. I think it's stuff that they just haven't released, I think. Because they had an album not that long ago. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. Um, Venomous Concept, they've got a new one out as well. It's called Politics versus Direction. <laughs> um, it's... Uh, <laughs> Members of I may have given them the name of that album. <laughs> members of uh, Brutal Truth, Napalm Death, um, Corrupt Moral Alter as well in there. Um, that might be interesting. And the last one I've got on my list, which I'm not looking forward to at all, because I heard one of the songs earlier today, Power Man 5000. Yes, uh, they're a band uh, that have completely changed their sound. Yeah, they have, yeah. yeah. They've got a new one coming out called... <laughs> It's called the Noble Rot. Yes. Um, which I, I read as noble there for a sec. <laughs> I realised noble. Old noble. <laughs> <Old> noble Rot. <laughs> it's up there with that band you mentioned earlier on. What were they called again? Asiatus. Asiatus. And and the old Noble Rot. <laughs> I just realised the last second it was noble. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, yeah, the, got... yeah. I mean, uh, the, another band that kind of change yeah. Sims from releases, but uh, this one is being dubbed electronic, and I, I would struggle to even class it as that. So the two yeah. songs that I've heard thus far, neither one of them has really interested me that much. Nah, nah. So yeah, so that's uh, what's on our radars anyway for August. Um, there probably will be more, but we will cover them on the next podcast. Um, to finish us up, we've got some more music for you. Uh, our last track comes from a band called Eshtadur. They're from uh, Col- <laughs> they're from Colombia. <laughs> um, black and death metal band. Um, they've just put out a new single called "Lowborn Bastard," <laughs> which is pretty awesome. Um, this track is the first single from their forthcoming album. It's called From the Abyss. It's due on the 4th of September via Blood Blast. Um, so I'm going to play that for you just now. If you like the sound of this, check them out. Facebook.com forward slash Eshtadur Official. So that is E-S-H-T-A-D-U-R Official. You'll find the, the band there. Um, it literally sounds like something from Lord of the Rings. I'll be very surprised if it isn't. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um... Thanks once again for checking out the podcast. Much appreciated. Um, you can check out, check out all our um, videos and stuff on YouTube. But if you head to metalepidemic.com, you'll get links to all our social medias, um, links to our playlist, all our podcasts, and our review videos are also on there as well. Um, any comments, anything you uh, want us to check out, or anything you want to uh, let us know your opinion on, you can shoot us a message on any of the socials or uh, themetalepidemic at gmail.com. Um, this is Eshtadur, Lowborn Bastard. I hope you enjoy it. I will speak to you soon on the next podcast. Take care. See you. Bye, everyone. Bye.